Let's say the Lord's Prayer together. Matthew 6, verse 9. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. While you're going to John chapter number 3 verse 1 and queuing Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 11, allow me to appreciate Bishop Hurd for his years of support and friendship uh, in a lot of times difficult and challenging times. And then in times uh, when we just needed a friend, an older brother, a mentor, Bishop has been there. Bishop, we want to thank you for that. I want to thank you, Lady Jerry, for doing the same in our lives. Uh, when it all comes down to the very end of it, what you really have are intangibles. On the top of the list is family, and secondly, friendship. You need a friend. Let's go to chapter number three. And verse 1 of the book of John. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Verse 2. The same came to Jesus by night. So he comes in a night season. A changing of the day. A changing of the God. A changing of the era. A changing of a dispensation. A changing of a millennium. And he comes to Jesus at night and says to him, Rabbi or teacher, any time there's a changing of the night, a changing of the day, a changing of an era, it has to be preceded and it has to be in collaboration with a teacher to teach what you're coming into and to remind you what you've come out of. We know that you are a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles. Anytime we are moving into a different era, that era has to be classified and significantly signified by the supernatural, by miracles. Because people that have been accustomed to doing things for so long, need the miracle working power of God for a change of mind. For a change of mind. Jesus said to him, Zero quaso, zero quaso, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. For a few minutes, seeing the kingdom, subtopic, signs and wonders. Jeremiah 1.11. Moreover, the Lord came to me and said to me, Jerry, what do you see? And he responded, I see 
a rod of an almond tree. And the Lord said to Jeremiah, you have seen well. But what you are actually looking at, you are looking at my word. Turn to your neighbor and say, see well. Please be seated. Twenty-five minutes and I'm done. We have to learn how to see uh, the right things. A lot of people look but never see. Uh, What irritates me a lot is when I'm in a public place and there is a piece of paper on the ground and people just walk over it. It just... It just brings the Mugabe out of me. I just have to pick it up. I have to pick it up. And so somebody said to me, why did you pick up that paper? I said, because this is my airport. He said, you own the airport? I said, absolutely. Because imagine if a million people going through Houston International, uh, IAH, uh, a year, imagine if every person dropped one piece of paper. And so when you, when you see something that needs to be taken care of, do it. Fix it. Yeah. Fix it. I just had a moment. When, when you see... In terms of believers, I would encourage you, firstly, to see human need. To see human need. There are people in the world that are suffering in such a horrendous way. I pray for India just about every day because that's where our roots are from. And they are dying by the tens of thousands in India. And I pray that God would visit India in a major and significant way, as would be other countries. When you see, you must see beyond human need. You must see how you can attain to meeting human need. How you can make a difference, but more so how you can make the difference. And so if you're giving money to a humanitarian need, if you are a philanthropist in your own domestic way, we commend you for that. I would suggest that maybe you identify uh, in in some place through the missions department in this ministry, outreach departments, through what Bishop Bird does in Africa. Ask for a child, a particular child, a picture of that child that's five years old, and commit to take that child from five years old all the way through to at least their master's degree in university. So that in your lifetime you will have seen what you have contributed to and you will have seen the difference you will have made. I need a strong amen. 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 So not only do you see human need, uh, there are things that we have to comprehend in terms of wholeness We have to see our own journey, our own need. What do you need right now? 
my God shall supply all of your need. But, but when you see your need, there are many times you have to ask yourself the question, do I really need this? Or is it, do I want this? When you learn that God supplies your needs, you'll get to the place where the Lord will be your shepherd. He'll give you what you want. Let me tell you what I want, what I really, really want. But before you get what you want, help somebody meet their needs. Amen. Whatever. Most importantly for us as believers, we need to see in the spirit. We need to see what is just immediately above us, the intangible world which is separated from us by a simple membrane. It's literally an invisible step in there. It's just above your head. Right in this service, they are phenomenal angelic beings that are working here, negotiating on your behalf, going up and down the ladder, bringing petitions, answering your prayers. The Bible says that when husbands and wives don't get on together, your prayers are hindered, angels are unable to work on your behalf. And so that invisible world is right here more active than the physical world. Angels come in a service like this so that they can be ministered to when we give God praise and worship. They feed on that so that they can fulfill your task. The angel of the Lord encampeth around those that love him. So they are here in, in, in droves. They are here standing sentry, standing guard. In the notable outbreak of the Holy Spirit at Christian Tabernacle, when Bishop Hurd was knocked out by a bolt of lightning and the pulpit was split in twain, the testimonies were on that particular day on Wallaceville Road, for those of you that will recall and remember, it was on the 4th of November, Chichen and I visited on the 11th of November. Angels were visible on Wallaceville Road, physically, escorting people into the assembly bringing them in there. And in that particular service, I recall that, that uh, cysts, cancers, were passing out of individuals, being healed instantly. For some reason, you can feel that vibe here. Oh... I can't say something is about to happen. I'm about to say everything is about to happen. Turn to your neighbor and say everything is about to happen. What, whatever, whatever your need is here, now, and in the next five seconds, angelic powers are about to move everywhere. I need about I need about 300 people to clap your hands like you really really believe that everything is about to happen.
All that needs to happen in service like this one crazy woman to activate something. Amen. Uh, throw a man in there. Men don't usually respond very well. In, in learning to see, uh, and you have to learn to see. You have to learn to see. In, in a leadership course that we were doing some time ago, uh, basically, they'll, they'll show you a couple of pictures and they'll ask you, what do you see? And one of them that's memorable, uh, naturally, uh, you would see an older woman. But if you look harder, Rafiki, you'll actually see in that same picture a young woman. It just depends how you're accustomed or trained to see. Is it a sunset? A sunrise? Is it half empty? Is it half full? Is it today? Is tomorrow? Is somebody picking on you? Is an opportunity. And so you have to learn how to see. And if you are a, a natural optimist, it makes it a lot easier for you to see the positive. But if you're a natural optimist, you have to learn how to see that you can get yourself into a lot of trouble if you keep on being optimistic without combining it with responsibility. And so here, here I want to, in the neighborhood, uh, mention learning how to cross over. So there's two crossings that I want to mention. Matthew chapter number 8, verse 23 to 33. Jesus is crossing over the Sea of Galilee. He entered into a ship. His disciples followed him. He entered into the ship. He entered into the ship. The disciples followed him. And he told them in the next verse, you've got to cross over. The scripture then says he fell asleep. And so everything in life, if you are Nicodemus, if you are Andrew Hurd, if you are Tudor Bismarck Senior Junior, at every point we cross over from 50 to 60, from 18 to 28. It's all a crossing over. And the principles are the same. The first part of the crossing is generally easy. It's easy. Every time you are crossing, go to the other side, there's always a storm in the middle. Always. When you first start, it's easy. Once you get in the middle, there's the storm. Once you come through the storm and you go over, there's always a demon on the other side. Cross, storm, demon. Jesus is always there. In, in the first scripture we read, the Bible says he was sleeping in the boat. In other words, in your crossing, there'll be a dormant Jesus that can be activated if you don't lean on your own strength. Bailing out water. Wake him up. Activate the faith in your life so we can facilitate the crossing. The second crossing is similar. It depends how you see Jesus. The second crossing is Matthew 14, 22 through 36. This is interesting because in Matthew 14, verse 22, the Bible says Jesus commanded them to get in the boat. The first time he led them into the boat. Now he's commanding them into the boat. Because after f six chapters, you should have grown by now. 
the miracles you have seen from chapter number 8 to chapter number 14 should have developed you by now. What you have seen in Matthew 10, where you are named and you are given power against demons, against devils, to heal the sick, to preach the kingdom, freely you've given, freely give, you've freely received. By now, you should be able to get into the boat and deal with the storm. But this time, in this storm, the Bible is very clear that this time Jesus was not in the boat. He was walking on the water and would have passed them by. And Peter said, if that's you, let me come on the water. In other words, I've grown up on the sea. This thing has always been a challenge. This is my time to master my greatest fear. I I see you walking on the water. And, And I know you slept before anybody can sleep. But, but, but I want to be able to accomplish and conquer what I've seen all my life, but seen it as a challenge. If I can walk on this water, I know that what you are asking me to do, I will do. But you have to see it. You have to see it and you have to believe it. On the other side of that crossing, they met another devil and that was at the Gadarenes, which was a devil that was bigger and stronger. And so when you're learning how to see, you have to go to with me chapter number 7 and verse 1 of Exodus. When you're learning how to see, you have to see God's way. The Lord said to Moses, see, I have made you a God in the presence of Pharaoh. And Aaron, your brother, will be your prophet. So you have to see your elevated status And you have to see the elevated status of your brother. He's no longer your brother. He is now your prophet. But you have to see it. Let's go to Psalm Psalm 105 verse 26. Psalm 105 verse 26. He sent Moses his servant and Aaron whom he had chosen. They showed his signs among them. And wonders in the land of Ham. And so not only must you see that I've elevated your status. Not only must you see that Aaron is a prophet. But you have to see that along with that there are signs and wonders in your hand. I'll be able to not just turn a rod into a serpent and your hand from leprosy uh, uh, back to normality. I'm going to demonstrate signs and wonders. And you have to be able to see that you'll be able to separate a Red Sea. You'll be able to strike a rock and water come out. You'll be able to see manna come from heaven. You'll be able to see chicken coming every day. It sounds like Boston Market rolling in every evening. It's going to be such a magnificent thing. But you have to see it and you have to believe it. I'm telling you for someone here. God is about to send you a sign. And you're about to experience a wonder. God's about to send you a sign. 
and you are about to experience the wonder. For someone here, you are going to experience a Gideon moment where it's going to be what we used to call in the old days where you fleece something. God, if this is you, let this fleece be wet and the ground dry. If this is you, let the fleece be dry and the ground wet. In the next seven days, in the significant week of your last season of fasting and prayer, you are going to personally experience a sign and a wonder, signs and wonders. Shout, I see it! Clap your hands if you can. Daniel chapter number 4 and verse 2. I thought it good to show the signs and wonders that the most high God or the high God hath wrought toward me. Everyone say signs and wonders. Say that three times. Say signs and wonders. You guys are so boring. You need to come to the first service. Say signs and wonders three times. You on the front row, baby. You have to show up on the front row. Amen. Say signs and wonders three times. Verse number three. How great are his signs. And how mighty are his wonders. I said how great are his signs. And how mighty are his wonders. Houston, Texas inspired church this moment get ready get ready for mighty signs and mighty wonders God's about to bring something to pass in your life that you only heard about something that you only read about first hand you're about to experience it in your life And you'll be saying, I can't believe this is happening to me. But baby, you'd better believe it's about to happen in your life. Because everything is about to happen in your life. God's about to shift some things around and turn the light switch around and make what couldn't happen, happen in your life. I feel like preaching in my boots that I bought downtown the other day. Give God a praise, someone. I feel signs and wonders wanting to bust out everywhere. The baby you've been carrying is about to manifest everywhere. You're about to see it, Nicodemus, in the midnight hour. You're about to experience the changing of a day. Can I preach this thing like I feel it here this morning? Watch God work in your life. Keep going to praise somebody. Keep going to praise everybody. And so in closing now, not only must you see signs and wonders, but you have to see the will of God. Shout, Lord, I see your will. You have to see the truth that makes you free. I said you have to see faith. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. We walk by faith, baby. Walk by faith. Take a chance. Take a chance on life. Take a chance on opportunity. Take a chance on the miracle. Take a chance on deliverance. Take a chance on a new ministry. But you have to see it. I said you have to see. You have to see purpose. 
You have to see breakthrough. You have to see the promise of God in your life. All the promises of God are yes and amen and working together for good in your life. You have to see the gift of God working right now. You have to see righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. You have to see victory. I feel like singing victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He brought me, he sought me, he made me something when I was no one and had no name. He saw me stuck in Egypt and brought me out by his mighty hand. You have to see the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You have to see the blood. There's power in the blood. Devil, the blood be against you. I see the blood on my children. I see the blood on my wife and family. I see the blood on my destiny. When the devil sees the blood, he will tremble in his boots. Thank God for the blood. There's power in the blood. I see the fruit from the promised land. I refuse to see the giants. I refuse to see the wall cities. But I see the grapes and I see my mountain. Give me my mountain. I see it. I possess it. I receive it. I see the power. I see answers. I see the power of revelation. I see the glory. But most of all, I want to see his face. Stand with me. E flat. Raise your hands. Acts chapter number 19, verse 11. This is for Inspire this morning. This is for you. Acts 19. Verse 11. Now where the name Paul is, you're going to put your name. And God wrote special miracles by the hands of Tudor. Three times, come on. And God wrote special miracles by the hands of Tudor. And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Tudor. And God wrought special miracles. So look at your hands. Say, I command the miracle working power of God in my hands. Talk, talk to your hands again. I said, talk to your hands again. Talk to your hands again. Go to Mark 16, verse 17. Say, special miracles by my hands. Special miracles by my hands. Special miracles by my hands. Mark chapter 16. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. 
you shall cast out devils. Devils are about to go, are about to be cast out. You shall speak with new tongues. Take about 10 seconds and pray in the Holy Ghost. Rakabatolo, Rembendara, Katalabasanda. Verse number 18. Verse number 18. Verse number 18. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands upon the sick, and the sick shall recover. Signs and wonders are coming by your hands. Heal the sick. Heal the sick. Raise the leper. Deliver the drug addict. Believe for the supernatural. Believe for a new day. Believe, 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 believe. Father, what this church has requested, what Bishop and the leadership have requested of you, you are granting a special dispensation of the supernatural. Where people going down the beltway, coming down this road, will have an encounter with God. They'll come into the zone and feel the anointing.